It's Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Fellas, we are back. It's been a bit since the three of us ran one. Holidays, schedules, getting in the way. We've been podcasting for this whole month. We've done some Thanksgiving stuff, some Christmas stuff, instant analysis of this amazing run of Ravens football. But good to have the boys back with me. Thanks, and RDT. As we head into 2024, fellas, how are we feeling? I mean, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. What could be better? I, we didn't get the opportunity to really chat about the big W on uh, on Sunday. Nor did did I, I did did you make the post game Taylor for Christmas? I, I I was on there. I was on the the uh, 49ers. Yes. Things were a bit. It was a bit late that night. Um, we were up late. But I mean, shellacking out there on multiple occasions of good teams. It's the 2019 vibes are high, and we try. We're, I mean, there's going to be a lot of discussion about the the shell shock nature of how that played out and everything. A lot of rest versus rest discussions, but it's good. It's a good place to be, to be in that position where you can talk about these things. That you could talk about. Hey, people are coming for us. We're top of the mountain. We get to kick back and do nothing this week. I mean, we we could very well just fuck around and have Tyler Huntley knock the Steelers out of playoffs, or we could just kind of fuck around and let them win and let them think that they're got something going there in Pittsburgh when they so clearly do not. They don't. They don't have anything going in the short or long term. They are going nowhere fast. So great place to be. It's a great place to be. Yeah, you're right. We didn't really react after the New Year's Eve uh, affair uh, with so many things going on. Spenny jumped on and did a, a kind of a one man uh, review. Um, but what? Yeah, what a win. What a what a couple weeks of. What we talked about was going to be a gauntlet, and they just ran through it about as easily as you could run through those two teams. Um, I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams would have thought they could have won those two games those that convincingly. Um, and it couldn't be more exciting. It's almost like where we were at the end of Orioles season, where it was like, God, just get us to the playoffs and hope that this like sort of magical ride continues with the Ravens. It's a little different because it's expected and it's more consistent. But um, to have two one seeds – in this city in one year is pretty incredible um, and, and, and fairly unprecedented. So whew, it was a fun, it was a, it was a bit of a whirlwind. My week was spent watching a lot of Maryland football at a, in a bull week. So my, I was like not even locked into the Ravens and then just like getting back from Nashville and just watching them shellac the dolphins. Cannot wait to watch that episode of hard knocks where they break that one down um, was sick. It, it was, it was an amazing win and an amazing day. RDT you're obviously not coming from the, Ravens fan perspective, but what are you seeing in this team right now? I mean, I've been making a lot of money on them recently. I bet them minus nine and a half, like going into last, I, I was just like, they're going to kill the dolphins. Like I was like, I don't see a world where like the dolphins compete in this game. And obviously it was close mm-hmm. early on. Um, But yeah, I, I, they're very good. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like I've, I've openly told people being like, I think they're, I think they're going to win it. They're by far the best team. I mean, again, you look at what they've done to, I mean, I don't know who you want to say the third best team in football is the Dolphins, the people tossed around the Bills. Um, but what they've done the last two weeks against, like you said, the Gauntlet and those two teams, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, but yeah, they're, they're playing awesome football right now. Again, it's like, and it's dangerous because like they're having fun and like Lamar's out there like dicking around, pretending like he's a lefty and then just casually tossing 75 yard touchdown passes. Like it's 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 very scary. And And I saw, I forget who it was. Um, someone was on Glenn Clark today 
And they said something about how, like, yeah, you know, the 2019 team was fun, but nobody was really afraid of them. He was like, I think people are afraid of this team. And I was like, I don't – I think people were terribly afraid of it I, in 2019. I, yeah. I was you touching oh. on a topic that as I've been just kind of bubbling on because uh, in talking with Jake and Spencer on one of these podcasts the last couple of weeks, um, it's been stewing in my mind. There has been a tremendous amount of revisionist history when it comes to 2019, both in mm. the nature of just how freaking good that team was and the way they dominated, and also in just how, like, gosh, everyone obviously looks back and says that team was flawed, and and sure enough, on one night, they were flawed, and nothing went right for them. But at the same time, like, I would run that team back and, and give them another shot all over again if I could. You know, like, they oh, yeah. were that good, and they were – they were record-setting good. They had a top-10 point differential in NFL history. All these DVOA statistics that we're seeing this year, they were right there in a similar boat. Like, there's a lot of some similar similarities, but clearly some differences between these two teams. But, gosh, are we just acting like they didn't romp a good Rams team by a bajillion on Monday Night Football and a pretty good Texans team in that same run? I'm going off the top of the 20, head, top of my head here. Like they or two, right? open when the year, they beat them in a in a rainy um, final yeah, last second field game. goal. But that was but that was the big one. That was like yeah. yeah. They, they, then they then they then after that they they did, didn't carry over. They beat Buffalo, who went to the playoffs on the road. Mm-hmm. The week after that the 49ers the, game, and was that the uh, that was the Patriots year, right? The Sunday Night Football. Yes. I think so. Right? Yeah. yeah. They, so they, like, that's. And they were like nine and zero going in that game, I think. I think like, so, or they something. Beat tons of teams and good teams by a lot, and like the point differential, like I said, they were like plus two forty eight or something. They were eight like now. They were eight now. Something into the in game, that. The yeah, they and they they ran out their scrubs against the Steelers, who had a chance at making the playoffs at that point in the final week, and RG three just kind of <laughs> just moseyed his way through their their defense and they Another beat them like 28 10 like it was that, a, that was the gross they were insanely game. good and to suggest that like that team wasn't terrifying and they weren't capable of winning in the super bowl that year just because that's not how it played out is just insane revisionist history in my mind mm-hmm. but and he, yeah, he i couldn't agree more i don't i don't understand it i i and 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 i think people are maybe there's a like trying to protect yourself from the prior feeling the devastation over the Titans' loss was because it was so unbelievably unexpected. Mm-hmm. I think everyone, Epic loss. Was, everyone was sitting there thinking like, oh, well, well, I mean, maybe it'll end when they get to the AFC Championship game because you'd have to go through someone like Mahomes. But nobody thought they were losing that game. I mean, it was it was considered like a non, not, at least in my recollection, it considered a non-starter that they were even going to come close to losing. They had wrecked everybody. They hadn't lost in two months. Um, now maybe there's a thought that this team, because of the physicality on the defensive side brings like a different attitude than that team that felt almost like a run and gun college team that was just like rolling out there and just destroying teams offensively. There's a, had a pretty good defense too. Not as good as this defense. Um, and maybe that's the thought that this is a little more built to last because of that thing. But yeah, I agree with you banks. I don't understand the thought that it's like, Oh my God, that 2019 team. I mean, it went 14 and two in the NFL. It's like, <laughs> the, it's not easy to do. It's the not full easy to quote, do. 
the full quote from Cameron Wolf, who I think is NFL Network. Yeah, NFL Network. I believe that's right. Yeah. He said, "I think of how fun the ni- uh, how fun nineteen was, but I don't think anyone was scared of that team. You were scared of this team. They didn't have Kyle Hamilton. Still slowed Tyreek Hill a lot. Been without Mark Andrews. Now Lamar Jackson is more mature. Again, I I would argue that people were more scared of the twenty nineteen team than this team. And and like it's not taking away anything from this team, like." I mean, Lamar, Lamar was the scariest. He was one of the, he was Michael Vick back then. Like he was prime Vick. Like what do we, that that quote made me read it like four times to make sure I was reading it the right way. I I didn't, I don't understand that at all. And I'm with you guys. And again, I think people are still scarred and scared from that Titans game. Um, But again, it's like, I think this team is by far and away the best team in football. Um, I think the defense again is much better this year than, than it's been in the past years. And, I mean, you can, that's, that's agent zero right there in the middle as uh, what's his name was calling him. Um, well, you know, a lot to do with Roquan, but again, Kyle Hamilton's arguably the best safety in football. And, and even without Marlon Humphrey, the last couple of weeks, like they're still just, just running a train on teams. Like no, you know, th- th- these games aren't close take away from the Rams game and a couple of those others, but they're just, they're physically just beating the hell out of, out of what, what going into it, tough teams, like the 49ers are like that tough, you don't want to get in a dogfight with them. And the Ravens got in a dogfight with them on Christmas night in their house and absolutely embarrassed them. Like it just yeah. put the, put them to bed very early. Now I do think if they, and this is where we hope things play out this way. I, if they play the 49ers again in the Super Bowl, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a mm-hmm. hell of a football game. Like we punk them in some of the similar ways that the Titans punked us in the playoffs game. Like that was just was not the 49ers night. It wasn't. And we mm-hmm. played a great game and that's credit to us. But I also don't think that we should like, yes, we've earned the right to call ourselves the number one team in the league. And we, we probably are. But I do think that the margin between them and the Niners is much closer than when we saw that night. Yeah. But um, another piece of that too, is that listen, Lamar Jackson has progressed as a passer since 2019, but there's, and this happens almost every year. Like when he's gotten off to some good starts, throwing the ball in September where people are like, Oh, finally he's progressing as a pocket passer. And it's like, what are we talking about? Like he, he threw it all over the yard in 2019. It, there are some throws that he's making now that. Um, or some reads and there's some, some extra pieces and uh, I don't know, just things in his bag that maybe he didn't then, but um, there's, there's just, I feel like there's just crazy town about that 2019, both for the team as a whole, but also Lamar. I mean, um, look, compare the two years. And I know that it's the statistics are a hot button issue <laughs> this season. So not to lean on the statistics too much, but if you look at them, you look at 2019 by Lamar, 2023 Lamar, two MVP seasons, but the 2019 season was better. Like his numbers mm-hmm. were better. You go and watch the games, the way he dominated. And maybe that's a testament to the idea that the team leaned on him even more than they have this season. But yeah, uh, it, it just comes back to the point again that I, I we we have brainwashed ourselves as a protection mechanism for how that that team kind of melted in the playoffs. Yeah, so it's like our memories have just been warped to not believe that that team was special because mm-hmm. they just didn't win at all. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And it's 
again, for as good as Lamar was in 2019, like he was just such a dual threat back then. And now again, you're seeing it like, oh, he doesn't have the, he have the touchdowns and he, you know, he's not rushing, you know, he's not, he doesn't have the rushing touchdowns that he had to. It's like, well, yeah, he needs, and the Gus has what, 14 touchdowns now, you know, a ton at the goal line and all that. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. And again, for me being on the outside looking in where I'm just, this team looks very good. And then again, but I, I understand why people are like hesitant to, to crown them or, or, you know, to say this or say that, or, you know, say that they're going to go here. But I, I, I think they're sitting in a very good position. Again, the AFC is as weak as it's been a long, long time. I mean, again, the people, I mean, I think against the bill, but like, why do we just think that they're going to magically like keep turning it on? Like, again, they haven't looked great in a while. You see what the dolphins have happened to the dolphins. If you punch them in the face um, and Mahomes, I mean, God knows what the chiefs are going to do. If your, your girls out there working overtime, fucking, uh, you know, sabotaging the dolphin the inside out. So I, I don't, I, I think it, the, the AFC is wide open, but I think they're, they're by far the favorites in the AFC they have to be. Yeah, I would agree. I think that they are ascending at a rapid rate as some of these other teams fall off a bit. Obviously, the Chiefs thing is the the major factor. And let me get out ahead of this. This this narrative about Taylor Swift, you know, she, she killing the Chiefs is just uh, is just horrible. I mean, maybe go sign a receiver worth his salt out there um, to go help out your guy Mahomes. Like maybe find anybody. Maybe don't trade Tyreek Hill. Hey, maybe having a really we, it's so funny. Maybe having a great receiver means something. Maybe that means something. I don't know. For Mr. Mahomes, they didn't now, want to pay him. By the way, will 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 it fl- will it flip on Mr. Mahomes from sort of like unimpeachable, like good dude, seemingly even with the family stuff, um, the the antics on the sideline and things like that. I think I think people may will be interested to see how people people grow tired. He's also on fourteen commercials a break every time you watch the NFL, which makes everyone hate people. When you're on too many commercials, him and, him and Travis Pfizer, they're all over. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> Going down. Some, you, you and your boy Rogers going to talk later about that. <laughs> yeah, one. probably. Um, but no, no, they're they're as you said, RDC. I think like anybody else, obviously, like Ravens fans look at this with the scar tissue from 2019 and not trying to get their hopes maybe too far up because of how that ended last time. They seemingly had a juggernaut team, but I think if you're from another fan base here and you're looking in. This team looks like the best team in the NFL. I do agree with agree with you, Banks. I don't think the margin is as big between them and the 49ers as we saw. That is a really, really good team and a really, really well-coached team that I think mm-hmm. would be a an amazing matchup in the Super Bowl if those teams rematched. Yeah. Um, I mean, Super Bowl odds, they, this is a testament to the strength of the two conferences, but the 49ers are plus 225 and the Ravens are plus 325. Mm-hmm. So... It's interesting. Who's, I mean, you look, you look at you look at the NFC right now, and, and and it's hard to find a team that you think goes into San Francisco and beats them. In the, in the I don't NFC. hate the Cowboys doing it, to be honest. Oh my! But if there's a I team, I think I know they've gotten it handed to them already. But I'm just saying. I, I mean, absolutely sign me up for that game in the NFC Championship game. Fox would oh, be 100%. drooling, drooling over that game. They should bring a who's who on the East sideline. Like just bring Steve Young yep, and yep. on one side, Irvin, Michael Irvin on the Irvin. other. Just yeah, have them do the coin toss. <laughs> oh my god, be so good. Now, now could I also? I don't know if you guys have talked about this or on the jumbo set or anything, but it's almost like there's also that big bad like boogeyman like over all the Ravens fans' shoulders, and it's it's January Joe. 
Like it's it's the Browns. It's 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 the Browns. I've been Flacco. trying to figure out when the right time is to write this blog, but um, the title of the blog will be "I'm absolutely terrified of Joe Flacco." It, it's something that has facts to be discussed. I think it has to be. He, I mean, the way he's been slinging it has been pretty unmatched in any part of his career besides 2011 playoffs, 2012 playoffs. Well, did you hear there was there and were... Buccaneers first quarter? <laughs> there was someone on Twitter. I don't. This kid must have been like 16 because he retweeted it and was like, "Flacco's never shown this much zip on the ball like in his career," and he's a Ravens fan. And there was someone who was just like, tell us you weren't around for 2011, 2012 without telling us. Like, because again, it's like, he did this, you know, he's done it before. We've seen him. Like, you've seen yeah. what happens when he gets hot. But it's not like, that's why this is not a shock to anyone around here. It's like, yeah, this is, this was the Flacco time to heat up. It just, he's been on the back burner for what, 11, <laughs> 11 years. He hasn't played is, like this. <laughs> I, I need someone in the media to do the uh, Joe Flacco versus Tamar Hamlin comeback player of the year debate. Oh, I need I, that. I mean, it, it was done that. on mostly sports I, this whole like last week, and I, is it? <laughs> it should be Flacco. <laughs> should be I, it's Flacco. an insane. It's an insane return to form. I I can't remember the last thing like this. He he was essentially out of the league. So I was I was in the semifinals of a fantasy matchup, and the guy I was going against started Tommy DeVito over Flacco, and I remember tw- texting him being like. I can't believe you started Tommy DeVito over Flacco. And I said, imagine me saying this sentence eight weeks ago. You would have had yeah. no clue what I was saying. Like, no clue. And and again, it's like a legit it was a legitimate question. And yeah, I you've never seen someone like like be out of I mean, he was out of football for what? For 10 weeks? Or I I mean not 10 weeks, but he it's, missed. It's fascinating too, because you if sometimes it's just you think about how teams just Oh, way overthink things. Like, look at that roster over there, Cleveland, even with the decimated pieces that they've lost and everything. But look at the formula of what they have everywhere other than the quarterback position. And then just think of like, wait, who would who would mesh really well with this? This nobody, nobody better than Flacco for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like he has a big, strong wide receiver and Amari Cooper. He has like a little, you know, a little kind of fast guy and Elijah Moore. Competent, yeah, competent offensive line. A, a good running game, like a, 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 I would say, good running game with Ford, and then um, obviously a remarkably good defense. Very like, like ath- athletic. T- I guess he never really had the athletic tight end. You could was, you know, I wouldn't say Pitta was athletic with Dick. I mean Dixon, not, not no, no, but Pitta was more but, athletic. But um, I mean, and Joku was turned into. He's he's been an incredible True. since since Flacco came, and it's like yeah, of course Flacco has a great like like uh, I, I just right at feed ball. He does. Like I get you want to like you draft a DTR and you want to see what you got there, and they saw what they got in like week three or four. <laughs> Granted, he's... against a good Baltimore defense, but um, like I just don't know how Joe Flacco is so far down your call list. And all these other teams too. Like honestly, the Jets have a—they've got a good roster too. I, I mm-hmm. don't know how they—and and, they—they had him in the I, building. I, like it just I can't, doesn't. I can't necessarily. Huge. I can't necessarily blame these teams for not signing Joe Flacco. I mean, did he look totally washed with the Jets? No. Did he look like a guy that we could do this? He has not. He's looked okay at times as the Jets backup. Well, that's all you need. 
for those teams. That yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, I think if you're the Jets, you're like, well, are we going to like hold him as our third quarterback? We're not getting rid of Zach Wilson. Theoretically, we could keep him around and you maybe hope that he becomes something solid after you do the whole Rodgers thing. Of all the things the Jets have done, I wouldn't necessarily blame them for that. I do agree with you that there are some backup quarterbacks around the league that you watch and you're like, why was Joe Flacco not on a team? Um, like guys coming into the game. Like why is Joe Flacco not in the Easton stick spot? Like why is Easton stick the backup quarterback? Yeah. In I mean, like, that team's not, wasn't, once they got to stick, it was over for them. But, but well, you sure, but I'm saying, but, but what like if Minnesota maybe, but what if like, he's, mm-hmm. what if, what if they were in, what if Herbert did what he was supposed to do and they were, they were actually good and they had a competent coach. God. If and they were in the spot where they up to Justin Jefferson, that would be over. Yeah, that's yeah. like what? Yeah, like why are they putting out the dude from BYU and Nick Mullins? I, I, you know, I don't totally get it on some of on on some fronts. Like there's, yeah, that- it's just like if you're if if the strategy is to salvage your year and try to make something of it, or at least hold it together until you can get your guy back on the field, then like Joe Flacco should have been your guy, but. Who's the last was, good BYU quarterback? It was Josh Dobbs for two two teams. The Cardinals did it with Josh Dobbs, and then they traded with the Vikings, and the Vikings yeah, attempted that to do it. Crazy. Steve who, Young. Who was that? Is there anybody more recent than Steve Young? Jim Deck. You know who he looks better Denver? right now, man. He looks better than Tannehill right yeah. now. Tannehill. Tannehill's awful. I, I again, I've been telling you guys that months ago. Months ago. Stinks. So stinks, but. So. I would have taken him as a backup to Levis. Sure, bring him down there. Him and Morgan Cox could could hang so out. So right now, so right now the Browns and I, pres- I I kind of presume they're going to beat the Bengals in this game. If they they would get the five seed. Oh no, the Browns are already locked uh, in the five seed. They're locked in. Okay. They're locked in. Yeah. So they're 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 path to Baltimore. Oh, this would be unbelievable. They're going to beat the Jacks. <laughs> well, yeah, they beat the Jags, but but like if the Bills end up losing the on, on to Miami, then they're a weapon to beat somebody. And then uh, honestly, whoever whoever the AFC East wildcard representative is is going to have a good crack at beating Kansas City. Or there's a chance the Bills fall to the seven seed, in which they would play um, Miami. Yeah, they would just yeah, they would play at it again. again. Yeah. So, who knows? I cannot even imagine the 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 wildness of watching Joe Flacco at M&T Bank Stadium play the Ravens in the divisional playoffs. I can't imagine he's getting them all the way to the AFC Championship game. But who knows? We've seen. I who mean, knows? we've seen crazier stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. What an incredible a- NFC uh, championship weekend it would be. Browns, Ravens, team, ta- uh, Cleveland's taken team with the former quarterback from Baltimore. And then right after, <laughs> Cowboys, 49ers. That would be tremendous. I mean, storylines abound. Well, it's also Orioles Caravan weekend that weekend, too. Sure. Sure. I've, <laughs> I've looked. Uh, AFC has the uh, 3 o'clock game on championship yep. Sunday. Yes, they do. So Yeah. I feel like that's, that's always – for the most part, definitely not looking ahead at all. No, it, it flips um, every year. It flips every year. Yeah, they rotate. Yep, yep. Um, somebody will. Who do you think? Uh, we'll do this when the pl- playoff games come. Uh, we probably won't pod before the match are announced. Who gets the eight fifteen Peacock game? Will be very entertaining. Um, 
And you would think, you would think, here are the current matchups. Dolphins, Colts, Chiefs, Bills, Jags, Browns, Cowboys, Packers, Lions, Rams, and Bucks, Eagles. I think it's going to be Jags, Browns. <laughs> Could I think be, it's going to uh, be Big Joe on Peacock. Because that's going to be the worst game. I would think the Peacock that, game is going to be the worst is game. That, where's the Peacock game? Where, what's, which slot is that? It's 8-15 Saturday. Did they take away the 4:30 game because they moved the? What's the first Saturday game? It's 4:30 on NBC, then 8:15 on Peacock, then Sunday is 1 p.m. on CBS or Fox, 4:30 on CBS or Fox. Gosh, if the Texans are if the Texans get in, they get that 4:30 slot. It's just and then 8:15 on NBC. NBC has three games, and then there's a there's a um then the Monday Night Football uh wild card game as well. I mean um. These matchups are not like Indy Miami could be awful if that's what it turns out to be. Yeah, I mean that could also go on Peacock for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the NFL normally sticks the Jags in a bad spot. Yeah, they were they were the game last year, wasn't that the eight fifteen last year with with Michaels calling the game like he was sleeping? Correct, correct. So, Hmm. and if you look at the if this holds like this, I mean Chiefs Bills and. Cowboys Packers are the two best like name value matchups, but the Lions Rams might be the best game. Well, yeah, that you're gonna have the storyline with Stafford and, and yeah, that, yeah. that I can see that on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I'll I, be I honest, the Rams too, I think, are a little bit live in that NFC. The Rams are good. Yeah, Matt yeah. Stafford was so impressive here in Baltimore. He's been mm. good the last few weeks. Someone yeah. was he's good. I forget who was saying it may have been Spenny. Spenny was like he, uh, Stafford's been like the second best quarterback, maybe third best quarterback. Yeah, behind Lamar. Said, I think he said like top, top four or five. Yeah. Yeah. He behind, you know, that. Josh Allen, all those guys, but he's been awesome. I mean, he's been really, and it, it, I feel like we kind of crapped on them last year, the Rams being like, Oh, like the draft picks and blah, 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 the cap room and all this and that. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of back now. Like their offense, they're running back insane. Their wide receivers are very good. And, and, Stafford, future Hall of Famer, is just fucking slinging it around out there. I'll, we'll finish our Ravens discussion on this. Does it kind of stink? That I, it doesn't really because you have the bye. But it, this Steelers game would be fun if the Ravens were actually playing a full strength and just pop the Steelers team. Yeah, if they like just had to win it, and even if they lost it, there were some scenarios where they could still get that one seed, but it incentivized them enough to just kick, kick a bad team when they're down or – like it would be nice to take that away from them, but that's just not the case. And it's, I mean, the reasons why are great. So, yeah, four thirty Saturday if ESPN. If we would have got the snow, though, it doesn't sound like we're gonna get the snow now. It sounds like it's just gonna be rain. But that would have been an all, like a very cool visual. Yeah, like it'll be later too. Know, and I think because Lamar, I I was reading, I forget who tweeted it, but Lamar's only made once. He's only played against the Steelers once at home. And I think they lost that game. I think it's 28 24. The the other stat that people are going to love to just keep this one going, but because he's not playing on Saturday, he still has not played a full season. Played a full season. Yeah. Yeah. Guy can't stay healthy. I mean, I don't know what what you want. He'll never be Cal. I think we, we can say that. Does anyone um does anyone want to address the uh the story that Spenny broke today or do we leave that? I gotta be honest, him? I didn't I, I saw you guys texting about this entire thing. I did not really follow it. Oh, you didn't see this? No, I saw what he I did. Mean, I, I just I didn't follow the conjecture. Did. I saw what he did. I saw what he did. In his 
blown up. Like there was a response to it that had 25,000 likes on it. Like <laughs> it's on the hurdles, like Instagram it, account. You know that that account hurdles and stuff? Like Yeah. This is this is one of those things where it's like somebody was gonna do it, and I'm glad that Spencer got out in front of it and <laughs> shot his shot super early because it was gonna happen. It's and he so did it well. Too. He executed it better than just about anybody probably could have. Did did some proper research with the spirit of mm-hmm. Baltimore and got the picture going and you know, hit up a couple people that we have in our circle that can do the photo edit. So um the the two photos he has are very funny. <laughs> if you know anything about the spirit of Baltimore. Well, it's it's also just funny that like nobody like <laughs> it, there are people with genuine- made me laugh with the with the the automatic uh paper towel dispensers. That made me laugh. His fit my favorite part was apparently this is not the first time Beckham has rented out a boat ahead of the NFL playoff. <laughs> <laughs> so good, good I, I, I love that for him 6.9 million impressions love that for him um do you want to talk ravens pro bowlers too since that's all over my twitter timeline the uh yeah, just saw those read them off read them off eric ah let me see this is where's the list i just saw it i just saw it dang it uh lamar tyler linderbaum justin matabike roquan smith patrick queen kyle hamilton justin tucker uh, notable snubs. This is from Jonah Schaefer. Said notable snubs: uh, Ricard Zeitler and Geno Stone. It's kind of crazy. Geno didn't make it. The Geno Stone thing has dissipated a bit over the last. Yeah, he got hot. I mean, he was hot early. I'm. I'm also. I'm kind of surprised Tucker made it. He's. Just, it, he hasn't had his. You know, the normal year. And we've seen. I think, it from just, I think he's but, just always going to make the Pro Bowl at this point. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. He'll win the fan vote regardless. Like Cameron. It's like, when, it's like when, yeah, you're when you're a, when you're a baseball player, and you make it 19 times. You're just making it. It's fine. Tua, Tua, Lamar, Mahomes, Purdy, Tua. Purdy, Dak, and Stafford as the quarterback. Again, I don't Good even know Stafford. the Pro Bowl games, whatever they're going to do. So we can watch Lamar play like dodgeball or limbo or. I guess not. Also, not taking you. I don't want to take away anything away from Geno Smith. He's had a or excuse me, Geno Smith, Geno Stone, Geno Smith, Geno Stone. He's had a great year. It's just mm-hmm. you know doesn't have the name value. It's not like a. It's it just not enough people know who he is. So it's kind of is what it is. You know, Luke Jones, Roquan Smith is the only is the only one of the Ravens' seven Pro Bowlers who isn't homegrown. It's pretty crazy too. Yeah, that is cool. Good friend again. Good for guys like Matabike. Um, Again, it's, it's cool. got a, it's got a, I would love to know how the players feel about the Pro Bowl games. Cause if you're a player like Matt Abike, you probably want to like play in the game. Not, no, you don't want to play in the game because you want to play in the Super Bowl, but like you would want to go there and like actually play in the game. Whereas maybe if you're someone like Tucker or Lamar, you're like, ah, well, whatever. Well, but if, if you've never been there before, if, if it was in Hawaii, still absolutely. It, where is it, Vegas or uh, is it Orlando? Yeah, I think it was in Vegas last year. Yeah, it's like everything. These guys are. We're gonna have the podcast. Like the one they did it in Orlando. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants to go to Orlando. Like, but I, I I hear it would be a cool experience because again, you always hear those stories about like Ray Lewis at the Pro Bowl and the 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 recruiting and all the shit that goes on down there. But again, I mean, if it's in Hawaii, you're gonna take your family out there for a week and and have a good time. But here, you know, in Orlando or Vegas, it's like, yeah, sure, let's we'll we'll go do it. But again, kind of cool for those guys. Big yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And and th- that sounds about right. I think that's like the amount of Pro Bowlers the Ravens deserved. I'm sure there'll be a ton of conjecture. And then I'm sure 60 people will drop out. Um, yeah. 
and they'll get named to it. Or hopefully they won't get named to it because they'll be playing in playing for the ultimate prize. Uh, let's get to our starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. You can use the promo code EXIT52 at checkout to get a discount on all of your Fed Thrill sunglasses. Um, tons of local styles, a locally grown business. We love our partnership with Fed Thrill. So make sure to check them out. FedThrill.com. Use the promo code EXIT52. Longtime listeners of this podcast will know how much me and Mr. Banks love uh, the darts. Uh, and the World Darts Championships just concluded today with Cool Hand Luke Humphreys defeating 16-year-old sensation Luke the Nuke Littler um, in, a, in a really, really good match um, that I had the pleasure of watching this afternoon. Uh, Littler has been the story of the tournament. Uh, 16 years old is insanely young to be getting this far in darts. I think our good friend, uh, Mr. Alex Carroll, was saying that uh, he can be the youngest player to win the world's dart championship for the next seven years. <laughs> yep. He can break the record for the next seven years. So um, he is very entertaining, but uh, Mr. Humphreys, who has now won the last four darts majors uh, gets it done. So an all England final, but Littler is taking the darts world by storm. And it got us thinking to draft prodigies um, in our starting five draft presented by fed thrill. Uh, before we get there, Banks, any final thoughts on the world darts championships? Uh, I mean, Rockstar Joe Cullen's got to get it done there. Um, yeah. Luke Humphreys was on the ropes on multiple occasions and in multiple matches in the tournament. But yeah, I mean, no, no real iconic moments other than than him, you know, Cullen and Humphreys in the quarterfinals just going tit for tat on who could just not make a double yeah. to win a very key leg in the match. Um but really no iconic moments. So really the takeaway here is the arrival of Luke Littler. I mean, just an absolute savage just fills it up. I love the way he, he absolutely fires the darts. Like yes, he is he not pounds the it. darts into the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pray for that board, man. Yeah. That, that treble 20 just gets the trouble. He was getting shredded today in the final. Yeah. It's good darts. Yeah. And it's always amazing to watch the progression of just the difference between some of those first round matches, the quality of play. And then when you get to probably about that final eight or so, maybe final four, where the, the level of play is just extraordinary. I mean, yeah. just 12 and 13 dart legs left and right. It's just incredible. Yeah. All the darts. What's not the like? Yeah, we love the darts. The You're right. Littler is the clear storyline of the tournament. There were not as many like great, great back and forth matches as there have been. There were some good ones. Not as many great ones. This like the semifinals underwhelmed a little bit. Um, Van Gerwen got knocked out early in a kind of underwhelming fashion. Wasn't like unbelievably entertaining. He was Peter kind of Wright. off. Just, yeah. Yeah. Peter Wright. Some, some of the big dogs were, were out early. Um, you had some unexciting guys in there late, like Chizzy Chisnell, who will just never get it done at this. He's getting his front room fixed so he can't practice. <laughs> uh, which is no, people said the same about Luke Humphreys. Oh, yeah. this, guy, this guy doesn't have what, what yeah. it takes. Which, which is an incredible story. Dave Chisno is like the, I don't know, one of the top 12 or 13 seeds. Had a quote that came up before the tournament that he hasn't been able to practice because he's getting his front room redone, which is just unbelievable. And just tells you, it's just why we love the darts. There's just nothing quite like the darts. Um, I'm very sad when the World Darts Championship goes away. It's on all year, but this is just an amazing period when it is on because it's over the holidays, so people have maybe a little more free time um, to watch it. I still think 
us in our group next needs to figure out a better way to follow this all during the year, but it's almost fun to not follow it really that much at all. And then for it to just come up in December, it's yeah. yeah. So maybe Did, that, maybe that will always, be I, we kind of showed up in in early December and looked at the board and we're like, what the fuck is cool hand Luke doing as the yeah. tournament favorite? Yeah. Like, exactly. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Like where'd <laughs> this guy come from? Did I read correctly? His girlfriend is 21. Littler. Yeah. Yeah. Met online. Interesting. <laughs> he's he's he 16. also looks like he's about 35. Oh, he he's not 16. Like yeah. he's he's not. He's just not. But yeah. so he's a he's unbelievable Should, uh, though. He, I, I gotta give it to Chief had a great tweet about him. He said this guy definitely has a mortgage, uh, two kids, and a sexless marriage. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just doesn't look 16. Yeah, like, it's amazing. He doesn't. <laughs> it's amazing. There was a clip of him having a nine dart finish at 14, and he looks about 20 years older than the kid he's playing, who looks yeah. actually looks 14. And I love looks- those those like <laughs> those like middle of the year matches that are just not even in an arena or anything. They're just like they could just be in in the back closet of the Red Lobster down the street. Like yeah, exactly. They just broadcast in a, in a room in the back. It's such an amazing sport. It's just such an amazing sport. Um. So shout out to the darts, but we will we will draft prodigies. Uh, let me randomize our draft order. Um, and by the way, anybody that wants to get into the darts, very wa- very watchable stuff. It just goes quick. There's not a ton of commercials. They're after each set. You know, you essentially know when they're coming. The learning curve is not that big. You just got to understand how the math works, and then as you can, once you kind of learn the basics, you start to like your mind starts to kind of spin in terms of like oh that's why he did that that's why he did oh 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 that was cool like god finally we got a bull bull 16 i love the bull bull so much mm. anyways sorry. um no you're good i have the first pick banks had or should be rdt has the second pick banks you have the third pick um the other thing is it makes you want to play which then it's just you just have it as a bar game but you're just much more interested in playing it's just so doable too yeah it, you, it makes i it watch so- yeah, I, I watch golf tournaments all the time, and it's like I can't just go out and play, you know, um, fucking Aaron Hills. Like, yeah, but you, like you get an I app, throw darts. Like, you get an app, you play five one, you play cricket or whatever. Darts is great. It's great. Um, okay, I have the first pick. Uh, pretty easy one for me here to go with. I'm taking Tiger Woods. Figured. Yeah. Don't yeah. really know if I need to go. So into the prodigy making of Tiger Woods. Swing on a golf club on national TV when he was like three years old. Thought it all. Read, read the Armin Katayan book. Yes. Yes. Read His father book. put him in a put him in a little crib and hit golf balls in front of him every single night. And they say that that just imprinted in his brain just at a very young developmental age that he just golf the sound of a golf ball hitting a club like all these things were just ingrained in his brain the the og helicopter father yeah <laughs> mm. there's someone else in this list that might be older than him but yes very much in the og helicopter father mount rushmore yeah had to, RDT. Be, had to be the number one pick um this one's probably not a surprise either i'm going lebron knew that was happening yeah, yeah. Again, that that I feel like this tweet goes viral like every couple months where like the picture of LeBron when he was like two with the basketball hoop and someone retweets it and said, Oh, LeBron's mom had the best ROI on you know, 
out of anyone ever with this basketball hoop. And then I think it turned out pretty, uh, pretty well for them. And uh, yeah, again, we're in, I don't know, year, what is it? 20, 21. It's been so damn good. I don't, I don't even know. But again, I know he just turned 38. Him and we will have to do like a, a Mount Rushmore of like birthday pairs because him and Tiger having the same birthday is incredible. It, it is it, pretty wild. That's insane. They're, they're two of the best that have ever done it in any sport in history. So yeah, LeBron, uh, clear number one for me for Prodigy. Bank shift too. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Should I do that? Do um, it. Yeah, I'm gonna take two local picks here. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with uh, all time guy, uh, coaches down the street nowadays. Freddie Adu, mm-hmm. big oh, time yes. prodigy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I had to have Freddie. Uh, I think it's called the Heights School. That was was pretty close to me in Montgomery County. Um, I mean, what did he make? Like, what team did he make at what age? He was playing for DC United at 14. Well, right. Yeah, I mean, that's insane insane in itself. But wasn't there, like, a national team that he was, like, the uh, team at age 12 or something? Yeah, I think he played up. I think he was playing up two age groups, like, for his entire youth career. So he was playing, like – he was on, like – he was in the U-20 World Cup, I think, at, like, 16 or 7. At, like, 16, which is pretty pretty rare, 15. Gotcha. Sure. On a good U-20 World Cup team. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people listening to this podcast remember that run into the quarterfinal. Yeah, yeah. How you just there for a couple of years? The the outrage when the the World Cup team was released. Nate would nail this every year or every four years with the <laughs> the oh, Freddie do got snubbed on the yeah uh, no Freddie. Um, but anyways, I'm going Michael Phelps with the next pick. It's an easy one. Reach the Olympics at age 15. Uh, I believe he didn't medal in those Olympics, but um, definitely lived up to the hype and delivered in a big way uh, from there on out. Just to close the book on Freddie Dew, he's a classic case of someone that because of their hype, it doesn't get recognized that the guy had a, like a very good soccer career. Like to play for, he played for his national team seven, like 20 times, played in MLS. He played overseas, like pretty, like he bounced around a bunch and, he certainly could have been better, but like, you know, if he's not a giant prodigy, he just, it's like, oh, that guy was pretty good at soccer. Good for him. Instead, it's like a, just a gigantic bust. Sorry, Fred. Uh, and Phelps, I mean, yeah, yeah, not much more to say now about Phelps, that. Everyone, everyone now, knows that story. Now he's doing introductions to the World Series and was it the month? Was it the Christmas game? Wait, what football? Didn't he just do an introduction for the football game? I think it was the 49ers Ravens, right? I thought he oh, did like, like, like the intro. Yeah, yeah he did like the NBC intro on Christmas night, I think. Yeah. And then he did it for the uh, Diamondbacks or he like came out and threw out the first pitch for them or something like that. Cause <laughs> I think he lives in Arizona now. I think he coaches for Arizona state. Is that what they were saying? Uh, Bob Bowman, I think was the coach out there who was his coach. So that would make sense. Yeah. It's something like that. He's, he's connected to Arizona somehow. Cause he threw out a first pitch and everyone's like, by oh, the way, oh, such oh, a oh. perfect team for him to throw out the first pitch for and like be a fan for that. No Orioles fan would get mad at him for like, Oh yeah, sure. Go out there, man. Whatever. I think people were just like confused. They were like, wait, what, who, who are you? Like you're an Orioles fan, but I can see him getting involved in this Michigan thing in the next week, by the way, he's like a Michigan guy in a kind of, yeah, that's right. Man. Yeah. 
forgot about that. Yeah. He's, he's spread he's spread all over. The Michigan men are gonna be all out about this next seven days. Yeah. Yeah. Seven days. Um my next one. I'm gonna take Bryce Harper. Again, he was he was forced in our face um throughout the uh Sports Illustrated. I mean that that's like an iconic uh cover him swinging and what is it like 517 foot home run he hit in Vegas Baseball, over the I think they called him baseball's LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, he's, he's lived up to it. And, and I, I blogged about it during, I think the NLCS or I forget what it was, but I don't think any player has done a one, a bigger 180 for me um, in terms of likability. And, and in the last like couple of years, just cause I, I hated Harper when he was on the Nats. I hated him. And I think that just had a lot to do with it. It was the Nats thing. He's perfect for Philly. I mean, he's, He's awesome. Like you very rarely see a guy like embrace a city that he wasn't drafted in. And, and like, I mean, he, he seems like he was just put on this earth to be a Philly um, with that crowd. And, you know, I don't know the team and they, they really just go as he goes. So, um, but again, I mean, he's been, he's been awesome. He's one MVP or two. Does he have two? I think he has one. One. Yeah. One. But again, I mean, he's, he's put together an unreal career. It's very good baseball player. And, and, and he's just, clutch moments the guy the guy just has it i mean he's, he seems to really have it so it's i i've enjoyed watching him i haven't enjoyed watching philly fans get like enjoyment out of it but i think i think he's uh he was one he's been he's lived up to it so we're going bryce good pick um i'm gonna take michael jackson <laughs> say what you want sure. about all the other stuff Absolute prodigy what other was stuff? like. Yeah, what, what do you mean? We can talk about that in our Patreon. the 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 guy was a star at like ten. It's like the biggest star in the country. Jackson Five led his was just leading his brothers to superstardom. Then became the biggest pop star in the world. Couldn't have lived up to the hype more. So I'm, I'm taking I'm taking MJ, the original MJ. Some would say. Um, so I'll get him, and then I'll stick in music. I'm taking Mozart. I'm taking Mozart. Oh, my We're Amadeus, my oh, guy. Boy. One of the all, one of the one of the great prodigies of all time. Just playing classical music at like four years old. Rises to the top of the charts, or not charts, because it was way back in the day. But rises to the top of the significance, then dies at 35. That's kind of how that that that's the old school child prodigy. Rise early, <laughs> die young. Shout out, shout out to shout out to my guy Mozart. Any thoughts on either of those two guys, gentlemen? Shout out to Mozart. Um, yeah. They're they certainly are picks. I mean, you want to see you want to see Mozart versus Bryce in a piano contest? There, RDT. Not really. My guy Wolfgang's gonna get it done. That thought never really crossed my mind, but that's sure. why that's why we have this show. Thanks. No, no isn't it's it? Already back to Is it me or no? Oh, sorry, it's you. Sorry. We haven't done a draft in about four months, so I'm getting back in the swing of it. Um, bu- bu- bum. I'm I'm following. No, 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 no. I'm gonna go this guy. I'm going Ken Griffey Jr. Again, a guy who was growing up in locker rooms with his dad playing, and then ends up playing with his dad and turning into and it's crazy because he could have been the best player of all time, and what he end with like 634 career home runs. And his he's still like a what if he stayed healthy guy. Like his whole For career sure. is like a what if. And he ended yeah, he's like he's one of the greatest players of all time. Um 
over I know it's over 630 home runs, but again, it's like this guy was like, Well, yeah, what if if he could stay healthy, you know, his fifth all time in home runs, I believe. Um, great defender, just just an awesome, awesome baseball player. And again, he was around the game at a young age and and soaked it all up and turned it into a, a pretty a pretty decent career. So I'm going, uh, I'm taking another baseball guy with with Griffey. Some Junior things Griffey. I didn't remember about Ken Griffey, and you guys are two bigger baseball guys than me, so maybe this will sound stupid, but Hit 30 homers at age 37. Did not remember that. Is that for the Reds or for? For the Reds. Yeah. Um, did not remember that at all. <laughs> Hit ni- Had 19 homers and 57 RBIs at 39 for Seattle. Did not yeah. remember that. Do you remember when he fell asleep in the clubhouse? And then, like, and then, and then he retired? I do remember that. <laughs> Tough luck. <laughs> um, and I think the thing that like hurts him is just the lack, and this is obvious, but the lack of a signature playoff moment is just so or lack of a signature win for that team, like getting to a world series and winning it. It's just so, it's just so sad. None of those Mariners team never won anything. Yeah. It I mean, just, he like, had, it just sucks. They deserve to have their moment in the sun. He did have mm-hmm. a moment. He had a moment, but like getting to the world series and winning it, just amazing. Those Seattle teams never got it done. Yeah. Yeah. And then, cause I think they trade, did they trade him? They traded him before that Oh one season, I believe when they won one sixteen. right? He was in Cincinnati at that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then again, I mean, Cincinnati, they did nothing, but yeah, that, that, those, they had some, I mean, you go back and look at some of those Mariners teams and they were incredible. Jay Buhner, like, yeah, you know, another young guy who's maybe on the list, Randy Johnson, you, you had just yeah. studs all around. Like they never really got anywhere with him on the team. No, no. And again, was the one, they win one playoff series. It's the, I think, and it's him on the bottom of the pile, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That you talk about, I mean, it's also probably helps that it's Seattle and it's, I don't think anybody really cares about sports out there. Like they're just like, yeah, they care when the Sonics moved, but yeah, but they have good fans. The, 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 I mean, this, um, Seahawks, the Seahawks fans are great. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about like the media, like the media didn't. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Nationally, yes. Yeah, they're just like there isn't like it. Yeah, yes. Seattle, it's Seattle. You know what? They just break a 23 year, 22 year like playoff losing streak. No one cares. You know, yeah, whatever. But yeah, again, it it definitely would have helped if he had that that play. You know, a World Series win and or lucked himself into one. But again, he uh, and he was also just the coolest baseball player ever. The most influential baseball player probably of the. I mean, I don't know, most influential, but. The shit that he did, the backwards hat, the shoes, the bat drop, the swing, everything about it. The warehouse. Very, very cool. Yeah. Super yeah. cool player. Bank shift two. I'm going to take Wayne Gretzky. Um, not that we're old enough to remember when he was obviously a child, but um, I don't know that a lot of people know just how great he was growing up. But he filled it up with 378 goals as a 10-year-old. Um, that's a lot of goals. Uh, he played in like the 10 year old league at age six, which if you think about kind of the growth phases of children wow. at those ages, it's insane. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. It should uh, not be allowed. Legally. Yeah. I mean, just like ab- just absurd statistics throughout his, uh, his junior hockey career. Um, if, if there were to be the hype machines in, in that day and age that there are now through the roof um, and he set the new bar, like, quickly across the board he's insane yeah not much to argue Gretzky was unbelievable the highlight it's the highlights are incredible he was great some would say the great Um, one yeah 
Yeah. And then uh, this is probably a pick that I don't think anybody's going to be surprised to have been taken in this draft. Um, and maybe there's a little bit of room for argument as to whether it qualifies. But I had Taylor Swift coming out in her at age 16 and dropping an absolute <laughs> heat country album and then following it up with two two just all-time albums, basically having a Hall of Fame career before she turned 21, um, already in the bag. And then to watch everything she's accumulated from there, um, there was a lot of hype. And uh, I think sometimes a lot of people can have that um, debut album and it can be a flash in the pan, but this is definitely not one of those circumstances where she had all the talent in the world. Um, wrote her own music, was part of the you know, the process in every way, and then just followed up with hit after hit for coming up on two decades at this point. It's pretty insane. Told myself I was not going to take Taylor Swift in this draft just because I take her in every draft, but couldn't co-sign the pick anymore. Um, Real quick, too. I don't know if you guys saw the text message, but uh, Odell Beckham has weighed in on the uh, tweets. Last we live in where people thrive off these kind of posts and more lames bring attention to shit and get excited about it. And then had another comment said, boo, this shit weak as fuck. <laughs> is this on Instagram or is it on? Oh, it's on someone yeah, aggregating it. It's on an aggregator, yeah, on Instagram. It's on Sportsville. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> That's great. That's so funny. Spenny getting the OBJ commenting on it. That's funny. That's wild. <laughs> what a world. What a world. That Dan Spenny, man. What a guy. What a guy. 101. Um, yeah. Um, is it my pick? Yes. I am going to go. Let me see. Uh, but, but I'm going to take A-Rod. Again, he was kind of like Griffey, just following along. I think he was like the number one pick at like 17. He was in the majors by 19. I think he had 30 home runs when he was 19. He was just a freak kid and and turned into one of the best baseball players of all time, maybe with or without the help of supplements or whatever. But he was awesome as a kid and growing up. So, And he was just so young. Like That's the thing. People just don't know how young these guys were. And he was he was doing it. So. The 20-year-old A-Rod season, 36 homers, 123 RBIs, 54 doubles, slash 358, 414, 631. That's disgusting. Led the league in, led the league in batting average. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. So, good pick there. Um, I have two here to finish my team. Uh, I'm just going to take some, I'm just going to take a classic prodigy. I'm going to take Bobby Fisher, best chess prodigy, an all timer. And then just an all time weird guy afterwards. Not shocking when you're like thrust into the world spotlight at like nine or 10 years old. Good movie about him. I'm going to take him. Um, and then I'll take these as a combo pick. I don't think anyone's going to be too upset about this. I'll take Venus and Serena Williams. If I had to pick one of them, I'll take Serena. Sure. Absolute goats. Serena, Arguably is the actual goat. Venus, not too shabby of a career herself. Enjoyed the movie. Wish Will Smith hadn't slapped anybody. Good movie. Good performance. <laughs> now all that movie gets good. thought of is for Will Smith slapping somebody, but it's a very, very good movie. And Serena Williams and Venus Williams are two very, very entertaining 
Also, also, Venus Williams is still playing at like 42. Just amazing. So is she the one that's married to the Reddit guy? No, that's Serena. Serena's. Yeah. Dude's from Columbia, too. Alexis Ohanian or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I'll take the Williams sisters. Mm-hmm. They have to be up there. Yeah. And who is it? Is it back to me for my last one? Or is it Banks? Yeah. Oh, or... I just thought of somebody I should have picked. Mm, I'll say mm. them in honorable mentions. Maybe they get picked. Uh, yeah, you have one more RDC. Um, I'm taking baby Gronk. <laughs> Kid's going to be a freak. Gonna... He's kind of gone now. I think I, people really caught on to his dad being a piece of shit, but yeah, the dad's the dad, the dad. It's just so unshocking that that would go not very. No, <laughs> I would have bet so much money that that was exactly what was happening, and it was. Um, no, Taylor Taylor Lewan just like posted something on like Christmas Eve of like Baby Gronk's dad still DMing him, being like, "You bros would net like you could never guard my son or something like that. And Taylor was like, it's Christmas Eve, dude. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, it was just so weird. And he was like, leave me alone. Like, go spend time with your family, please. So shout out to baby Gronk because he'll be back. Thanks. Finish it off. <laughs> Daniel Monte. Yeah, uh, I had him on my board. Yeah. All-time prodigy. Guy through smoke. Um, not sure why he didn't really pan out. Uh, he's just mowing kids. What happened? What play. happened there? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly sure, but um, he didn't yeah, do anything wrong. I mean, his dad, his his parents did. Yeah, correct. He did not do anything wrong. As by the way, as most kids don't when they get put <laughs> into didn't do anything. Miguel Tejada didn't. Oh no, Taylor. I also thought you were going to say something else there. No. no. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say someone else you picked also didn't do anything wrong, but. I was I was really hoping you didn't. Okay. No, 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 no. I will That's not get great... dra- I will not get dragged through the mud by you. I will that will not. I, will not I, I was not gonna I would never drag you through the mud. I would never you know Daniel I said Monte Daniel Monte was just such an incredible moment in time. It was so good. Uh, uh, let me tell you what, if the little league world series wants to just do age scandals, I'll that's, that's, that's fun. That's fun. Entertainment. Just have kids blow through the younger kids. Bang, bang, bang. It was so entertaining. <laughs> they should have one kid. Who's like 16 randomly placed like on a random team. And just what, like at the end of the tournament, we'll have to figure out who it was. I, th- I have a feeling we'll know who, but just randomly place one guy like, Oh yeah, that's the guy throwing 96 from 43 feet away or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I took is great. That's a good. Pick. I took Tiger Woods, Michael Jackson, Mozart, Bobby Fisher, Williams sisters. RDT takes LeBron, Bryce Harper, Ken Griffey Jr., A Rod, and Baby Gronk. And Bank Six, Freddie Adu, Michael Phelps, Wayne Gretzky, Taylor Swift, and Daniel Monte. I'm upset I didn't take Sean White. That came to my head right as I took the Williams sisters. Sean White was an absolute stud. I didn't think also of skateboarders, which there are a few that could be in there. You're Ryan Sheckler, some of those guys. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's oh, the flying tomato, sports. Mountain Dew, baby. Yeah, oh. Mountain Dew, baby. The flying, it's upset. I'm really upset. I would honestly like to retroactively oh, flying tomato. In I just love that video so much. Yeah, yeah. What'd you come back and do, baby? That is one of the all-time great interview moments. Talking about dudes, baby. So good. Other people I had on my list. Sidney Crosby was never going to take him, but I had him on there. Um, Stevie Wonder. Uh, Terrell Prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. Tara Lipinski. I met her. 
I had I I had her on my list. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, you could do a lot of like, it's hard to do like the gymnast. Like you could do like a Nadia Comaneci, but like all the people that are great were like 16, 17, 18. So what it's a, like, what it's about, different. what about like a Noah Eagle? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Love right. Noah Eagle. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Guy's very, very good. Very, very good. Nice guy. Met him uh, when they called the game. Uh, he called the game here last year. Good dude. Good pals with my, friend and hater of this podcast, Jake Spitz. So he'll never hear this, Mr. Spitz, that we're pumping up his guy, but we are in fact pumping up his guy. Um, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying, I was trying to think of outside of sports, like that type of, remember the guy that made the, uh, the cut at the masters at 14. Oh, I actually had him and I was continued to research and I like forgot about him. I was, whatever happened him to him? him? Nothing, man. Really? <laughs> 14-year-old makes the cut at the Masters. Well, how does a 14-year-old even get in the Masters? That's yeah, how did he win the itself. Asian, How did he win the It Asian may have been Pacific. the first year they gave a spot to, like, the Pan-American Amateur It's the Asia-Pacific Amateur. It's Asia the Asia-Pacific, Pacific, that one. Yeah. 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 Which I believe is, like, affiliated. It's affiliated with the Masters and the RNA to get someone from that region into the tournament. Right. Neki Matsuyama won it twice, according to this. So they, they credited that, like the impetus of that tournament, eventually kind of leading to him becoming kind of the master champion one day. So, yeah, <laughs> he was then given a he was then given a slow play penalty <laughs> at the BGA Championship. I can't imagine the <laughs> green jacket coming that up is and unbelievable. Kid. Uh, that is unbelievable. Uh, God, and they made the cut at the Zurich. Played for Arizona in college been, for a little bit. Been a little bit that's so interesting. Like, what could he pot- the old job I wonder board. if he's like playing professionally in China. I don't know. Oh, Golf Monthly, a decade on from 14-year-old Guan Tilang's Masters Heroics. Where is he now? I mean, we could say Michelle Wee. Could have said Michelle Wee, too. Oh, for sure. Michelle Wee, yeah. Lydia Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, There's yeah, some yeah. golfers to be mm-hmm. had there. Yeah, definitely. I had a uh, yeah. Calvin Michelle Cambridge. Lee was a huge story. Oh, Calvin Cambridge, yeah. Had to be up there. Um, yeah. Rowan Gardner. Sure. Yeah. He had a, it was flash in the pan, but he had some time. You know, he had a he had a moment. What about, what about Air Bud? I was thinking about Air Bud. I just don't know how yeah. how old he was in dog years. He, yeah, you know, forty four in dog years or forty nine. Really? Such a sensational point by you. That clown is an all-time villain. <laughs> he is. Yes, he has. <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, you hated that clown as a kid. I mean, I you wanted blood for that clown. I think he's dead, but I still hate him. We, I had so much love for Air Bud. What a dog. What an incredible dog. The, I mean, I can't imagine the the boost that those pudding, the pudding brand got from that. Michael yeah. Jeter was that guy's name. He died in 2003. Any thoughts about Anakin Skywalker? Wouldn't know. Fraud. <laughs> They're animals, and I <laughs> slaughtered them like animals. Bad guy. Bad, bad guy. Uh, I'm looking for other fictional ones. I didn't even really think fictional ones, but Artemis yeah, I mean, Fowl. You guys ever read those Sid, books? He's a bit of a prodigy. The, the Chosen Sid One. From, Sid from Toy Story. The Chosen One. But was the is the 
Uh, there's probably a bigger debate. Is the chosen the boy, one boy who lived? I mean, he is the boy who lived at, for sure. I would need to get the experts in here. I don't know if I want to have this debate. I, yeah, but I'm not qualified to really have or, it. But... Is he a great wizard, or did he, is it just because he survived that thing that makes him notable, or is he a great wizard because he survived the attack because of the love of his parents? I just don't know that. I just don't know Harry Potter well enough to have this this discussion. But I just you know. That's where I'm at in my head about the chosen one. I love the chosen one. Hmm. Any thoughts already to you're not a Harry Potter guy? I've never seen or read one page, or I haven't seen a second one of any page Harry, Potter of a Harry Potter book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could make a case for he who must not be named as a child, Tom Riddle prodigy. I it crossed my mind. I wasn't gonna say it, but sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin, bad guy. <laughs> sure. By the way, this is going to blow your guys' mind. I just saw Home Alone for the first time in the last three weeks. No, wait, wait, wait. That never is. That's never just, seen it. How already? It's not an honest thing that just came out of your mouth. That was a dishonest comment, and I nope. suggest you apologize. Now, no, 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 no. It's not. I apologize for not seeing it. I I can't take as much stick from RDT. If you've never seen Star Wars, you don't have a lot of legs to stand on here. Everyone. No, no, no. Those are two completely different. Home Alone is on every single day for a month and a half. Star Wars is on all year. You watch all the those time. Channels. I've seen yeah. Star Wars. Like yeah. I've seen the first ones. I just don't remember. I haven't seen them in twenty five years. Yeah, but never like, seen it. Never seen it. That's blame my parents. What about Jimmy Neutron? Nerd. I don't know. I, what about I, Dexter? Oh, Dexter. Uh, yeah. Keep with Dexter. Yeah. I'm looking at another Doogie Hauser. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been no. Doogie. Oh, I'll tell you who I'm not giving it to young Sheldon. Oh, no. no. <laughs> uh, baby Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Boss Baby. Oh, the Definitely Boss Baby. Me. Any of the baby oh, the, geniuses? Yeah. Great Any of those baby geniuses. All right. Um, Troy Bolton from High School Musical. Uh, let's move it on here. Uh, Nick Caner Medley, Maryland, uh, Person of the Week. Uh, RDT. Um, bum, 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 shit, I had one. Um, fuck, who are they going to pick? I forget. This is bad. This is bad. Can I skip and come back? Absolutely. Damn it. Um, I'll go first. Um, I'll go with Maryland football. Toasted Auburn uh, in the Music City Bowl. A wonderful week in Nashville. Um, yes, bowls are weird now because 600 people opt out of these games, and it's unfortunate, but they were always exhibition games anyway, so what does it really matter? Uh, great performance by the Terps. Billy Edwards, Cam Edge, defense played well. Offense did enough in the first half. Great to beat an SEC team. Three straight bowl wins. Three straight bowl wins, Maryland fans. Hasn't happened in a while. In fact, it's never happened. We have won three bowls in succession of being in the bowls, but not bowls in three straight years. Good job by Mike Loxley. Nice, sustainable success right now. Obviously, they want to take a, a bigger step than that, but nice to beat teams in bowls for three straight years. So, ends the season on a high note. Nashville, amazing city. Nashville gets a secondary part of this entire equation. Never been there. Had never been there. Um, very, very fun. And Banks and I were talking. I'm. This is a city you would love, Brian. So, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I don't doubt it. 
just hasn't happened for me yet. Yeah. Don't yeah. want to force it, but I may. It may yeah, it was the perfect. It was the perfect way for me to get down there first. Now I'm like, well, now it's time to like actually plan a trip and go there with yeah. other people. Yeah. So, uh, I'll let you guys choose who wants to go next if you have them. If you're I ready, ha- go I, ahead. But I'm, I ha- I'm also I, ready. I have mine. I'll just spit it off real quick. Um, fuck, come on. Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to do a um, It is. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, Chris Olave, DJ Moore, uh, Tate McBride, Ezekiel Elliott, Colts defense, and Tyler Bass. Oh my, my guys, for coming through. Uh, nine and four championship season. I cannot say my team name. Uh, I cannot say the league name. Don't want to get canceled. <laughs> um, but those guys did a lot of hard. You know, they played. They played very well. Uh, great performances by Jake Browning the last couple weeks. So. Uh, so nice, uh, nice cash in my pocket after the holidays. Shout out to Jalen Waddle too. Uh, Kyle Pitts can get fucked. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Ravens defense was big too. And uh, again, just a lot of those guys. It takes uh, a lot of good guys to win a championship, but it takes a great man to lead them there. So uh, again, I just want to give uh, give my guys a shout out for uh, finally coming through and uh, winning this league that I've been in for like 13 years. So now uh, the loser has to host an ice cream party. So we're doing that on uh, January 13th. Oh, an ice cream party in January. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Who doesn't okay. love ice cream? Okay. Uh, almost like a lead-in, um, now that you mentioned that. Um, we haven't been on this show. Hey, easy, pal. Um, haven't been on this show to do this segment in a long time. And probably since the last time we've been able to do it is when so much has changed. Uh, I, you know, it's kind of like a, a chalky pick, but Lamar Jackson. I mean, the guys played out of his mind, um, took a conversation that was the MVP conversation was kind of wide open, kind of Brock Purdy's to lose in mid-December. And he just went and absolutely stole it, you know, went into the kind of the, the conversation of like, oh, this is a weird year. Like, I don't I don't know who, who wants it. Who, who's going to go get it? And then Lamar just went and got it. Like, he just absolutely tore it up and went and got it and earned it. And um, he's the, the straw that serves a drink. Um, I know that there was tumultuous couple of years. Um, I know I've said a lot of things about that as well. I'm glad he's our quarterback. I'm glad he's here long-term and I'm excited to see where things go here in the coming months and where it ties back to what you said, Eric, is the reason I lost my fantasy championship game is because Lamar Jackson went the fuck off on me. So um, kudos to Lamar, kudos to Fat B for uh, in the cross street LMBs for, for winning uh, our uh, fantasy championship. It was a well-fought battle. It's been a good year. Um, Second-place winnings aren't so bad either. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for the Super Bowl run. It's going to be great. Shout out to the Crossroad LMBs. Huge, uh, huge season for them. Fellas, it was great to get back on the mics with both of you. This trio will get back on a more consistent schedule as we head into the new year. Appreciate everyone's support in 2023. Great year for the podcast. A lot more shows. Some great stuff from Spenny and Jake, who obviously aren't with, on with us right now, but have done some some great things with their shows. Make sure to go listen to the Jumbo set the, this week, their weekly deep dive into the Baltimore Ravens. Um, some fantastic Orioles coverage that we got done with when their playoff run ended, and then hopefully the Ravens stuff just continues. But um, a great 2023 for the podcast. Very much appreciate everyone's support on that front um, and appreciate everyone's support as we head into 2024. Um, I think I can speak for the rest of the four in this show uh, when we say that every time I think someone comes up to us, says hi to us, shoots us a message supporting the podcast, that does that stuff really means a lot. 
Um, and uh, hopefully you keep doing it. Hopefully we keep making good stuff that people enjoy. Um, make sure to follow the podcast at XFB2 Podcast on all the social media platforms. You can follow Eric at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. I haven't done that in a while. No, you can follow Banks at Barstow Banks. You follow me at Taylor Smith 10. You can follow Jake at Jake Luke. You can follow Spenny at Ravens for Dummies. And boy, is Ravens for Dummies popping off today. So you may <laughs> want to go check that out right now if you aren't looking at his uh, feed. Uh, and we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.